This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. My name is Patrick Walsh, and every month, twice a month, I am your guide through the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But there is a warning. I am going to make you see these movies. Through my very, very gay little eyes. Booga, 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 twinkle, sparkle, princess. What did any of that mean? I don't know, but you're going to find out. Tonight, it's episode 286. And yes, we were supposed to be talking about Jennifer's body, but instead we're having a flashback episode. We're going to be revisiting an episode from the second season of the show where we talked about the Slumber Party Massacre. Directed by Amy Holden Jones and written by Rita Mae Brown. So it still fits Women in Horror Month. Happy Women in Horror Month, everybody. What's happening? Why are we doing a flashback episode? Well, if you're not following on Facebook or on Twitter, you might not have gotten the news that I just had a baby. A big, ugly, spiky baby. Yep, I spent the past couple of days in the hospital passing... My first kidney stone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on a lot of painkillers. And while I recorded the session with Jennifer's, of, on Jennifer's body with Maya Murphy from Damn You, Uncle Lewis, and Kristen Petty from Killing Your Drawings, I cannot sit here and edit this. I'm holding on by a thread. But I, hey, I got to get something out, right? It's still a women centric horror movie directed by a woman. Written by a woman, so it all fits. And to top it all off, I'm going to be adding some bonus content. I'm going to be adding, at the end, a little tirade. Because <laughs> I can't leave you without something new. little tirade about why you should stop calling the Slumber Party Massacre a feminist movie. We touch on a little bit in the interview that I have here with world-famous actress Alina Acker and... World-famous author, Robert Arbest. And we're going to have a good time. I've been recording for less than two minutes, and I'm already exhausted. So I'm going to stop right here, and we're going to play the trailer, and we're going to go to the Slumber Party Massacre. And as always, you bring the pizza, he'll bring the drill. The basketball team is planning a party. A slumber party to bare their souls. I know. I think your tits are getting bigger. Mine? All the girls are coming. Except Mary. And Linda. And they won't be missed. The party begins at 8 o'clock. It's a slumber party for old time's sake. Cool. Love it too. Do you think I'm getting better? <laughs> but be on the lookout. 
for an uninvited guest. Please, please. When the pizza arrives, things really start jumping. Some people may have to leave early. But others will hang around. And hang around. You're underage. Negative. Let's go. You're not going to eat the dead guy's pizza. I feel better already. Really, I do. But for those who stay, there'll be plenty of surprises. And non-stop action. for sure no one's getting any sleep the night of the slumber party massacre close your eyes for a second and sleep forever okay so in honor of february being women in horror month we are kicking it off with the slumber party massacre well why well i'll tell you why because it was written by world famous feminist rita may brown and i had to stop for a minute you're probably like, what, you don't even know your, your topic's name? Yeah, yes, I do, but Bradford never gets the name right, and he always calls her Oda Mae Brown, which is Whoopi Colbert's character in Ghost. Damn, baby, what you do to your hair? Orlando, you like it? It's autumn sunrise. So I always confuse myself. Anyway, that's not the point right now. And you know what fun is a slumber party by yourself? Not so much, especially if you run out of lotion. That was gross. Why did I say such a thing? So I invited a very special guest. A very special lady, and it's terrible that I'm talking this dirty so quickly in the show when I have such a classy person here with me. She's been on the show before. She got a huge response for her cool music and cool stories about being dead on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the beautiful, the sultry, Miss Elena Acker. She's a I'm fantastic. You came back. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's always fun to chat with you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, wait wait a minute. Did you bring someone with you? Just this some hulking figure over there in the... Oh, my God! Standing there in the darkness. Could it be? Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is world's famous zombie trilogist, Mr. Robert R. Best. sure you got the intro right so yes yeah, so elena made robert robert they've never met in real life so it's like a i feel like a patty the matchmaker on, <laughs> uh, i do yeah. she's a nice girl she's a good girl oh, I'm, I'm sure she is she's a little far far away though i wasn't talking about her i was talking about you robert ah <laughs> <laughs> So, we're here today to talk about the Slumber Party Massacre. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, so either of you have seen it before? No, yeah. I, I'm lucky that I had never seen it before. Okay. No, but I know you've seen it before. <laughs> I've seen it before. And I, I had to. I've yeah. seen it. 
I had not seen it in a long time. I saw it when I was a teenager when it was just a slasher movie. And then I found that, oh, it's got not only feminist ties, but extremely strong lesbian ties. Indeed. Since not only is Otome, it's not Otome, read me. Laura <laughs> Otome, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> she got an Oscar. It works. Yeah. Anyway, written by Rita Mae Brown is also a huge uh, lesbian activist. And her first novel, Ruby Fruit Jungle, was like the first bit of like lesbian erotica to break the you know New York Times bestseller li- in- list into the mainstream. So she's kind of a big deal. And I still don't understand how she got involved in this. I read somewhere that this was intended to be a spoof. I had read that too. And I could see how that would work. That would make a lot more sense to me, I think. Uh, and then the the producers got scared and went straight slasher. Yeah. So we'll never know. Because, you know, I called Otome, but since that's under her name, she never asked, answered my calls. Mm. Because I figured somebody must have a script of that later. Anyway, whatever. It's lost to the ages. Yes. Very sad. So we have what we have in the film. So uh, my special guest, do you want to you know, maybe take turns telling me what the plot is? All right. Sure. So I'll start out. Um, we open in a lovely lady's um, bedroom. And um, she's decided to grow up and be a true 18-year-old by throwing away her stuffed animals. Yes. She's also on the basketball team at school, and um, on the basketball team, there's also a hot new chick in town. <laughs> um, yeah, very important aspect of, of being on the basketball team is that when you're naked in the shower room, you comment on each other's breasts. Yes, I, didn't, do. I don't know if men were, were aware of that, but... Well, we do that all the time, too. We're do. always commenting on each other's breasts when we're in the shower yeah. I bet you are. Yeah, it's just normal, right? That you're like, oh, your tits are getting bigger. Yeah. Um, so let's see. And and so our our lovely protagonist, or one of, I guess it's more of an ensemble piece, really. Um, but she decides to have a, a slumber party, or she's already having a slumber party with her friends mm-hmm. yeah. at her house, and she wants to invite the new girl, and they're all like, no, the new girl is so lame, and the new girl overhears them and, like, runs away. Crying, yes. <laughs> yeah, when she gets invited. Teen yes. angst, yes. Can I interject something yeah. here? You can. Zip it up, though. Because this was the... That was gross. Thank you. This was the first... The first time I saw this, this was the scene that made me go, are there lesbian overtones here? Okay. Um, The girl holding the slumber party, Trish. Trish. Right. And Valerie is the new is the new girl. They stare at each other in the shower. For I got long. that. I caught yeah. this time too. Well, this time I like like I said, I saw it as a teenager, and this like washed over. And I think I saw it a few years ago and was just bored because it's not that great a movie. But um, <laughs> when I was because I was looking at it from the feminist point of view, looking at it from the lesbian point of view, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's all over. First of all, I have to applaud any movie that has booze before the opening credits. Or yeah, that. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I um I watched it with my boyfriend, and he was uh-huh. like, "Oh, I've seen like the title of this movie before." And I thought to myself, "There might be boobies." <laughs> and so, like, oh, I don't like amazing. those. Let's like, not watch it. <laughs> before, like, even the opening credits, exactly. It was, he was like, "Oh, there we go, there boobies." Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. So there was that, but that's not anything. That's typical exploitation crap. So that didn't surprise me. But then when I'm watching it, I'm like, basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> ladies mm-hmm. basketball team. Okay. Could have been anything, but we went with ladies basketball team. And I'm watching them and I'm like, they're in really high coochie shorts. Oh my God, those shorts are insane. And the knee socks. I'm going, this is kind of dykey, dyke, 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 too, yeah, but okay. It is, but like those shorts, I don't like, they're ridiculous because they're like short booty shorts, but then they like go up to like grandpa pant line. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's I, just I'm like, how can something be so sexy and so unsexy at the well, exact? Was, you're right. Time. It was amazing because it was a combination short and bra because it kind of came up high enough to give yeah. some lift to the Didn't boobs. Keep things in in line, I guess. Which they yeah. weren't wearing anyway. So I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then when they're showering, he was absolutely right. They they have that that moment across the showers. Mm-hmm. Where as a normalist, you know, person, person just watching it as a regular movie, like, okay, she's just like, oh, I really want to say hi to that girl, but I don't know her. I'm like, no, 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 that was a weighted look, and you're both nude. Yeah, staring yeah. at naked across the shower. And yes, in the locker room, when Tri- uh, Valerie overhears them talking about how much they hate her, <laughs> the other girls hate her. <laughs> yeah. Trish goes, I think we should invite her, and they're like, why? And she goes. She's so beautiful. Her voice <laughs> dropped an octave. <laughs> that happens twice in the movie. Later on at the party, she says the same thing about Diane. She was like, she's so pretty. And the voice dropped again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wondering where in the film that they, they started switching out ideas that maybe let's not – let's chicken out on what we were doing. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so again, the credits are barely over and we got boobs and lesbians everywhere. Right. So <laughs> yeah. And I forgot a really important aspect, which is that, like, on the radio playing in the morning, it's like, oh, the convicted serial killer escaped from prison, which is, you know, important information. Yes, yeah, so yeah. everyone keeps changing the channel whenever it gets. Yeah, that, they're like, this comes is up boring. So- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it on the show? Oh, never mind. I was going. I can't think of anybody from the early eighties. Isn't there a culture club on? That was stupid. Never mind. <laughs> Shut up. Leave me alone. It's my show. Anyway, so. Where okay? Where are we now? So we left the locker room. What happens now? You you want me to go? I'll go. Yeah, but well, you were interjecting it. all over the place. They all. Well, they all. Oh wait, I was about to skip some something. It's around here we meet the two dorky guys. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yes. Who are hanging around outside the school? I guess class is let out, but they're waiting for the girls to be done. Uh huh. With um, their basketball b- balling, and um, while there, they stumble upon this hot blonde electrician. Uh huh. And they're like, "Hey, baby, you can electrify me any day." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and think I'm having problems with my phone. interestingly she's kind of like a vapid character though because they're like you know ever think about dating high school guys and she's like i never really thought about it (laughs) she seems really like charmed by the the dorky the total dorks but the other thing was again watching this from the lesbian point of view i'm like you have a really smoking hot blonde in no makeup in a tight-fitting jumpsuit and a tool belt yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be crude, but this is flicking the bean material. <laughs> yeah. 
So they, she blows the moth, and not, you know. No. Um, and then goes to her van and surprise the killers inside. What? And he drills her in the head. Although, though the the makeup result looks more like she just kind of has a smudge on her head. <laughs> well, smudging is very dangerous. Yes. Not to mention the fact that, like, I want to know where he plugged the drill in because in in oh. 1983 they didn't have drills that big that were battery powered. I'm pretty I don't sure. Know. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it was solar powered. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> well, you know, it's green. It is a feminist film. You know, they're very concerned yes. with the environment. You know, keeping things organic. Right. You're right. That's yep. it. Organic drill. Totally. <laughs> and so now they go home. Not quite. No, one of the girls forgets something in her locker. And who's that oh girl? Oh my god. Who's that girl? I don't remember her name. Oh, forget it. No, no. Hottie pants. I can't remember the name. Okay, hold on. I have to stop the tape now because I would be remiss as a horror podcasting host to not – Debbie Rashawn. Oh! Debbie Rashawn is like queen of the D-movie horror films to this day. She's great for getting naked and dying. That is what she does, and she does it really well. Corrections from the future. This is a correction that I can't believe nobody called me on, and it's a correction that's been waiting – Eight seasons to be made. That is not Debbie Rashawn washing her butt in the shower. That is Brink Stevens. I do confuse the two all the time. A lot of the same things still apply. You know, they're still making horror movies. It's still always great for getting naked and dying and giving great performances. But on top of it, that Brink Stevens is also a genius, is a PhD in marine biology, and is a fabulous, fabulous human being. And uh, that's it. Brink Stevens. Not Debbie Rashawn. I'm sure Debbie Rashawn also washes her butt, but she didn't do it on camera in this movie because she's not in it. Back to the talk. This was her first role. Because she didn't, oh, yeah, wow. she, I was going to say, she didn't even get naked this time. We were yeah. cheated. She showed her butt. Nakedness. No, she had her class tail. What she's famous for is her butt, and that's what the shower scene opened with. Oh, that was the one, yeah, where you're like, she's washing her ass. Yeah, like, she totally I had her hand. To see she her, had a like, hand in the crack. She totally ass. had yeah. a hand in the crack. You are absolutely right. I, mean, I guess <laughs> it's like you're you're glad that that. She does that, that she's like, you know, (laughs) thorough in her hygiene. But, but yeah, Yeah, you are just like, oh, washing your butt. Mm -hmm." Uh Right. Okay. So I, I like that's not her famous butt thing. That's not her famous butt thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hand in the crack. (laughs) That's not her thing. Recognize her. Yeah. Yeah. She don't know that. Yeah. She's, well, she's so young in it and she's, not young anymore, but she still does what she does, and she looks good. But yeah. not the point right now. We're not. She, she gets killed, and actually, this is a fairly suspenseful scene. It yeah, is. It's one of the most suspenseful of the movie. I'd uh-huh. say. Damn you with your blood bleeding. Yeah, because she gets drilled in the arm. Yeah, he catches her arm, and she runs away because she is relatively badass. Um, but but then her blood dripping gives her away. Mm-hmm. And the sound of the towel that she's using to gingerly <laughs> clean up the blood because she realizes that's true. <laughs> that's a loud towel. Because <laughs> yeah. she's a good girl, and her mama taught her to clean up. Yes, that's right. And wash her butt. <laughs> and wash her butt. Exactly. Mama taught her well. <laughs> and as she as she died, she she thought, "Oh, what a waste! I had just cleaned my ass." Well, at least, well, I guess it's kind of like when your your mother says, "You know, wear clean underwear in case you get in a car accident." 
ass. That's true. Yeah, maybe her dying thought was, at least I clean my ass so <laughs> foreigners <laughs> won't be grossed out. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so where are we get where are we, yeah, right. Okay, so who who wants to take up? The party's starting or whatever. So the party starts, and this is where the first, well, right before the party starts, we get the first in a string of like eight bajillion red herrings that just happen one after another, after another, after like. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not even looking like, at my notes because this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, hold on. Keep going. But um, so one of the girls is walking to the party, and you see like that this car is rolling up. Um, behind her and you're like oh she's about to get killed diane and you see yeah it's diane diane and her sassy like red pants (laughs) (laughs) yes her like big red that's what we were calling him (laughs) (laughs) so so you think that the guy is sneaking up on her but it turns out to be like big red and she's like ah you scared the shit out of me and then they make out, and he's like, can I come to your slumber party? And she's like, no, my girlfriends want it to be just girls, but you're pretty hot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, this actually tipped me off on something, because she, when the guy sneaks up on her, she flips the son of a bitch. Oh, that's right. She does so that self-defense know? move and flips yeah. the son of the bitch. And that's something else I noticed in this movie, that the girls can fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not a big deal now, but for 1982... Nobody fought back back then. They, women yeah. were always cowering and had to get saved. Yeah. All these girls Instead can fight. Instead of like running away and having their bras ripped off, totally. They're like, yeah. I've like, got We got our tits out in the first theme. These aren't coming out again. Okay? <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, they only come out when we want them to come out. No, when I'm with my sisters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thank when you. When Trish is with um, her sisters, <laughs> the breasts come out. Yeah, if I need to soap up my crack, then maybe my tits will come. But right now, my crack is clean. Speaking of that, when um, because this is another when I went back and watched it, I was looking for any overtones I could find. Yes, and um, when Trish, I don't know if it's her boyfriend or not, drops her off at the house. They're on a bike. Um, she goodbye, and then we pan straight from that down to Valerie, the girl down the street, uh-huh. just kind of staring at her. Uh huh. You're right. That's before totally she what walks happened. up, yeah. And at the time when I watched it the first time, I'm thinking, oh, she's just saying, oh, she made fun of me, and I really want to go to the party with the rest of the team. But now I'm like, Ugh. she was looking at me naked. I have strange feelings. Yeah, I don't understand yeah, them. Yeah, totally. Yes. But also something that, that occurred to me here, like you have those two guys that we – like the total geeks and now you have this jock character. There are men in the movie, but every single guy in this is completely ineffective. Yeah. yeah. Except the killer. Right. Every Who guy is virtually useless. is kind of a weird dude because one of the, well, one of weird, the yeah. odd things about the movie is we get to see his face throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, it sort of – makes you realize why people don't do that very often because you're he's just kind of like a regular dude. dude it's just like mm. a dude i mean he's a little ethnic looking so mm. i don't know i mean maybe that was like scarier back in 83 <laughs> yes, <okay. laughs> maybe <laughs> there was a, more of a correlation but um 
and uh, yeah, I mean, he has like maybe a little bit of that sort of like Javier Bardem flair. Okay. But but I mean, it's just most of the time you're just like, oh, there goes the dude. The dude. Like, he's just a dude walking around with a giant saw. Yeah. Yeah. Drilled, yeah. I I or drill. Yeah. I kind of liked that. I mean, not so much that you saw him the whole time, but I really appreciate these older movies where you don't have endless backstory. Literally, the guy just shows up. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no reason why he picked these girls. He just shows up. Well, he liked her Barbie doll because that's how he picked it up at the beginning. Yeah. So he's already scouting that girl well, out. But why? And I mean, he says that he loves them and that they're yeah. very pretty. So. Yes. But I don't mean like endless, like we have, oh, we have his whole history. No. And like, yeah, oh, and means- that's my that's my daughter and, you know, whatever. So who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, this is really, who does care? Just get to the massacre. We already had boobs. Get more, more boobs, more massacre. Anyway, I'm babbling. I'm babbling. I've had caffeine. Hmm. <laughs> so um, we get to the party, right? Or we get to Trish's oh, your your red herrings, your red herrings, your red herrings, right? You started yeah. with red herrings. Yes, this was my favorite. The gym teacher, who I really liked, or oh, the coach, mm-hmm. I should say. She goes home to her house. She's another one who turns off the radio thing. Oh, and just yeah. as she gets to the door, her front door, a drill comes through it right at her eye. Ah! And she, oh, the door flings open, and it's like this Uber dike. <laughs> In a complete with the flannel shirt, and she's like, "Oh, hey, Pam, I was just putting in your people." And she's like, "Well, I'll come back to finish your bookshelves later." And there's no explanation for this. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's just Rachel. Rachel's got a big blue flannel on, and I guess she's the handy woman, or her girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's it's her girlfriend who helps her on the house. Uh huh. Although technically, if they're lesbians, they should have like moved in after the second date. But that's not the point. That's right true. Now, but hey, maybe they haven't had the second date yet. And have yeah. four cats. Yes. <laughs> well, there is a cat. That's another one of the red herrings. I hate yes. cats. Um, I hate is... cat red herrings in general. They so annoy me. Yeah. But I, I mean, like... I've never had a cat leap out at me from anything. Yeah, never. Yeah, that really doesn't happen. If your cat's stuck in the closet, it'll just like... <gasps> there and be sad yes know? yeah yeah it was I, I picked up on that yeah they and actually a pussy in the closet <laughs> the yeah. pussy came out of the closet yeah yes closeted pussy okay oh and then her, her uh, church's parents are leaving but they're like you're gonna be okay because we're leaving you with mr somebody mr it's like it's like component or connectant it, like it's a really weird name it's a really weird name and this guy was like content i think his name is like mr content <laughs> that sounds right yeah <laughs> yeah and he's like the creepy neighbor dude he's a creepy neighbor dude in this like flamboyant you know hawaiian style blouse because i'm sorry that was a blouse and i'm like okay totally here's the gay neighbor with the vegetable garden yeah. Uh-huh. Like he's the least the old bachelor guy because Mr. Cotton's fine. He's not gonna mess with the girls because he's yeah. Mr. Cotton, <laughs> he's different. Yeah. Totally. He's yeah. different. <laughs> and so does it like he shows up in her house because the door was open and he's worried that something's wrong and he scares the crap out of her. Yes. Um, and then promises not to tell about the weed the as long as he doesn't tell. <laughs> Um, or as long as Trish doesn't tell her parents that he scared her half to death, which is uh-huh. an interesting bargain. That's a little bit, I don't, I'm like, well, it's not that big a deal, Mr. Content, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit one-sided. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Content. 
Yeah. Maybe he just didn't want to seem like he was that like wax. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, well, I'm going to go back to my orgy next door. I know <laughs> my fist fucking orgy. <laughs> I don't tell realized. about that. <laughs> I just realized what he was in. Um, oh no, wait, it's the wrong house. Scratch it. It's Valerie that has a playgirl, not Trish. Yeah, Valerie's got the playgirl. You're way ahead of everything. <laughs> but, but since we're there, one of the things I love, that Valerie, instead of going to the party, she's babysitting her younger sister, whose name I have here somewhere. Courtney. Oh, Courtney. Courtney. Right. Courtney, who for some reason reminds me of, like, Aaron Moran from Happy Days, meets Christy McNichol. If they had a lesbian baby together... <laughs> Yes. It would be Courtney, who, by the way, I think is a hell of a lot older than what she's playing. So a lot of the things that happen are really creepy. Yeah. And there's that point where she's laying on the bed and she's eating a lollipop and a banana. It was really weird. <laughs> it's so it was this weird. gigantic lollipop. The lollipop it was like, is so big. It's like one of the ones from the Lollipop Guild in the yeah, Wizard like the of Oz. Yeah, the big swirly lollipops that you know are like the size of your hand. She's licking the lollipop I and has the banana. I'm like, it's really weird. And again, she's wearing those coochie cutters too. Yeah. She's wearing the same coochie cutter. She's got a mullet. I'm like, this is really weird. Yeah. I don't know what's happening with Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so she's babysitting her sister, Courtney. And for some reason, Valerie decides that appropriate attire for wearing, for babysitting her younger sister is a see-through diaphanous blouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, know, you got to be comfortable when I, you're home yeah. hanging I out. I suppose. I suppose. I breathe really nicely. I mean, I guess that's what she wanted to wear the party. Yeah, maybe that's it. She's like, well, I'll just put on my party clothes anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Forever alone. <laughs> I just have some random notes here because basically after this, the girls come, everybody dies. Um, but, you know, we'll fill in stuff as it goes. I have a couple of notes that just crack me up. When they get there and someone's like, let's have pizza when the party's starting. Someone mm. yells out, ooh, Mushrooms and olives, please. (laughs) Whoever yelled that out deserves to die right now. (laughs) You deserve deserve to die right now. (laughs) Yeah, that is... I mean, actually, I love mushrooms and olives on pizza, but like... A teenage girl, yeah, what a weird choice. Like, no, not pepperoni. And on everyone else. Well, you know, they're probably all vegetarians because it's lesbians. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, probably. I don't know. I'm being awful now. I'm being awful now. I'm being hateful to my lesbolish sisters, and it's, I shouldn't do that. But, you know, it's fun <laughs> to find these things. I'm just finding anything. Um, later on the scene, I forget who's walking around. Oh, I guess it's Trish. She's walking around outside or something. I'm not sure what happens. And all of a sudden, you see a big meat cleaver. Yes. They're behind. You're like, oh, no, it's the killer. He switched weapons, but no, it's Mr. Content. He just yeah. came out to kill the snails in the garden. Like, yeah. You. And he's like, yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry, Trish. I hope I didn't scare you. Yeah, I hope I didn't scare you with this gigantic meat cleaver that I'm wearing. I know. It's she's different. going to get, like, wood for the fire. That's what it was. And he just it was Diane. It was Diane. Yeah. that's right next to her. It's like, wh- who cleaves a snail and yeah, next know. to someone who doesn't know that you're standing there with a giant have, meat cleaver? Why did you like, sneak up on the snail? That? Was the snail going to run somewhere? <laughs> They're not going for their quick escapes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, wouldn't you first be like, oh, hi, um, oh, there's hi. a snail. Mind if I cleave it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, like Mr. Content. He's like, oh, yeah, they devour my vegetable garden. 
gay. <laughs> You're gay. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no Mrs. Cotton that we have content. <laughs> She's definitely not there, no. <laughs> Oh, uh, what else? I oh, there was a scene where the girls were just standing around in the kitchen. Oh, when the guys have gotten to the party, the geeks are at the party. They tried to scare them. They put out the, they turn, took out the fuses, haha, and they got beaten up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're putting hot dogs on their faces. Yes. Oh my god, because <laughs> yes. that is amazing. She's like, I don't have any steaks. And then he's like, who puts hot dogs on their eyes? And she comes back with some kind of retort that's like... I don't remember either, but the other girls were standing around and they were talking about sports and the guys had nothing to interject. (laughs) I mean, and it's like relentless sports conversation throughout. These guys never have anything to say. I said, woman power, right on. Girls taking back the sports. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and the moral of the story is everyone in this movie is going to grow up to be either gay or lesbian. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the uh, pretty much pretty much. Yeah, you're it, right. Um, I have one other subtext thing please. that I wrote down. Um, Valerie and her sister are sitting on the bed after she comes up and catches her with uh, the playgirl. Uh-huh. And they're talking, and the sister asks if there are boys at the party. Uh-huh. Valerie looks sad and says there's always boys when Trish and Diane are around. Uh-huh. And the first time I saw that, I was just like, oh, I wish I was at the party. But n- now it's kind of like she's sad that Trish is always with guys. Boys, yes. Yeah. Maybe. 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 I caught that, too. I wrote that down, too. Yeah. Um. So oh, and the other moral of the story, Diane's boyfriend shows up, Boo Boo. <laughs> you stay here and talk to Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of got a kick out of the scene. She's talking to Boo Diane's talking to Boo Boo on the phone. Yeah. And the other girls are eavesdropping. And the conversation was like, no, I really like doing that. I really like it now. I'm getting better at it, aren't I? And the other girl's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, poor Diane. Poor Red Pants can't give a blowjob. Poor Red yeah. Pants. Well, yeah. no, well, Diane, well, Boo Boo shows up. He pulls the car in the garage, and him and Diane are getting it on. And he's like, hey, why don't we go back to my place? My parents are away. And she's like, no, I can't. Let's stay at the party. I'm like, you know what? Had you gone and fucked your boyfriend in his parents' bed, lived. you'd both be alive right now. It's true. Mm-hmm. So the moral is, go fuck your boyfriend somewhere else. Go fuck your boyfriend somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, also, you know, they forgot to stomp on the uh, garage door. Damn you, Diane. I told it. you twice, yeah. Diane. This is all Diane's fault. Yeah. Stupid Diane with her boys. She deserved her, to die and her for gag her nonchalance. <laughs> and her stupid gag reflex. <laughs> <laughs> um, the interesting thing about that is, so they get killed... And then the killer has the time to like set up a rope and pulley system with one of the bodies. So sure, but just her. But just her. <laughs> and when somebody finds her, she doesn't drop down. She kind of does this slow, like this really slow yes. down. Yeah. I don't know what he set up. Yeah, me pulleys. Either. Everybody else wound up in the damn, you know, whatever that was, wood storage thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no, um, he. Uh, he had always 
it's weird when the killer in a movie kind of arranges like Michael Myers does it too in Halloween. It's like he makes these little dioramas of corpses for the next person to find. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody has a budding artist inside. Don't judge him. That's true. Okay. Everybody paints with different yeah, with paints, different colors. With different paints was what I was going to say. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it is just, it, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, he must be, like, maybe he should have been an engineer instead maybe. of a serial killer. Because yeah. But I guess he got he tired of that because after Diane, he just threw them all in the, in the wood store. Yeah, there. he was like, yeah. well, no, but wait, That's because was it before or after that um, the pizza shows up and they're like, what's the damage? And you hear this voice go... Like six so far. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't catch that. The two other times I saw it, I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, that was him. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the pizza guy. Because yeah. I was like, how did the pizza guy answer and then get his eyes drilled out so quickly? Because I guess I'm stupid. Nope. Six yes. so Which far. Means- and then yeah. I had to actually stop and count. I'm like, one, two, yeah, uh-huh, okay, yeah. Because then I was confused. It was only five because, I, but I was forgetting Mr. Content. How can I forget Mr. Content? Without him, there's no content. Yes. That's right. I now have a kitty on the keyboard. Uh-oh. Which Uh-oh. means I'm officially podcasting now. Mm, my yeah. cat was yowling outside my door earlier. I was worried that you might hear him, but... No, that's okay. Oh, you know what? I was worried you were here. This is a total tangent, but it freaks me out. This is my freak out of the day. For Christmas, we got a package from Brad's sister, and it's been sitting here, unopened. I mean, it's been unwrapped, but the box has been sitting here. I haven't seen what was in it. Oh, sh- thank you, kitty. <laughs> breaking my phone <laughs> the cats love podcasting and um the so i was like well i'm, I'm just trying to clean up and i was like what's in here what we put and i open it up it's a travelocity gnome what? oh shit did you just turn this off kitty no i kitty, oh kitty, you kitty, mean kitty. the recording the recording no we're fine he just turned okay. the recording on so now this oh god i love cats but yeah we got a travelocity gnome and i'm going what kind of person gives the Travelocity Gnome to another person. What kind of person do you have to be to get a Travelocity Gnome? Have be walking around the store and say, yes, that's the gift for you. So I'm taking it out and I'm like, kitty, kitty. I'm trying to tell a story. God. He was standing on the keyboard now. Um, hello? Jizz. Okay, I thought I lost it. This is making the story really long now. But then I turned, I took it out of the box and realized it had a battery compartment. What? Oh no! It's a talking Travelocity gnome. <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's, it's motion activated. Why? Yes. I'm like, could this get any creepier now? So it's been sitting on the uh, nightstand outside <laughs> of the bed. I'll get that for him when it? he comes home. But the thing is, it doesn't. It's not just motion activated. Like every five minutes, it'll just say something. I'm like, okay, this has got to go. I see London. I see France. Oh dear, I see someone's underpants. This has got to go. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Leslie, I love you. Fuck you, fucking travel hospital. <laughs> it says creepy things like, come over here and shake hands with me. I'm like, uh, no. Oh my, it's like, why couldn't you have gotten me like a Cuisinart or, or something, something like remotely useful <laughs> and not duh. terrifying? <laughs> duh, duh, does it talk in the voice? From the commercials? Yeah. It's an official Travelocity gnome. Wow. Hey, speaking of the traveling gnome yes. kind of thing, 
did that start with a Kamali? Yeah. That, that, that was the first time I saw it. With what? Amelie, um, the, the French film. Oh, Amelie. Yes. yes, okay. Yeah. I didn't understand what he said. He broke out for a minute. No, I just thought sorry. you were having some kind of seizure. I I was. Um, let's see, what other notes do I have here? Um, yeah, that whole scene with the pizza is really weird. Oh my it's god, funny. my favorite scene in the movie is when she eats the pizza. The pizza. Like, I'm, I'm hungry. Yes. It's hilarious. She's like, I feel so much better when she's like eating and it. The other poor girl, she's like touching the box. She's like, oh, he's so, it's so cold. And she's like, what, the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Only concerned about the pizza. Like cold pizza. And I can see him like, this is, this is from when it was a spoof. Yeah. yeah. This is some holdover when it was a spoof because out of context, I mean, without that, it's just really weird. It's a great scene, but it's just really weird. It's so funny to me, though. I was laughing my face off. <laughs> Maybe I saw like a little bit of myself in that, that I'm like, I might kind of be really hungry at that point, too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to eat next yeah, to like, tons of dead bodies, but. Yeah, but uh-huh. no, girls got to eat. Well, it's- you got to <laughs> listen to your body. Your body knows best. <laughs> The pizza was in a box. It didn't get blood on it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, there's also the fact that she's like, I mean, she like puts the pizza box on the dead body. <laughs> she she did. it up she and did. starts eating the pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, gosh. The thing is, like, after this whole part where the where the pizza guy comes in and they know they're in danger. It kind of falls apart for me because all of a sudden they're trapped in the house and I'm just like, get out of the house. Yeah. You're in suburbia. Hang out the like, windows and scream. Or like the dudes like, um, are like, we should split up. And it's like, no, stay together. If you stay together in a corner with all your knives, uh-huh. you're going to defeat yeah. Mr. Drilly Pants. You're going to get him because well, maybe not because they were completely useless because they're men. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, if, if all of them had just stayed together in a corner, they would have eventually. If they had all gone and fucked their boyfriends somewhere else. Yeah. And none of them would have had this problem. Right. Jeez. Right. If they just canceled the party and what's her name and what's her name gone off, you know, I don't know, antiquing somewhere. Yeah. It would have been great. Um, yeah. But again, the guys go out to play the hero. We're going to get to hero. We're splitting up so that he can't catch us. And he does get both of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, how did you pull that shit off? And it's also ridiculous. <laughs> you how, like, next Valerie... door, for God's sake. <laughs> but it's also ridiculous how Valerie goes over to the house and, like, knocks on the door. And then they're like, it might be the killer. Should we answer it? Should we not? I don't know. And then she goes away. She comes back, like, a second time. And it still doesn't, like, work out. And you're just like, really? Yeah, but in between, the killer showed up at the door, killed the girl that was eating the pizza, and left again. Still, she's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, one of those movies where people sometimes hear things and sometimes don't hear things. Yeah, no. But it's still funny. And of course, I, at this point, at some point, I started realizing that cu- the curtains in this house are the scariest thing in it. They were ugly curtains. And that's <laughs> when I realized I'm gay. And this got boring. It was like, where's Courtney? Where's Trish? Where's Courtney? Where's Trish? Where's Courtney? Shut up. Oh, because oh, Courtney snuck part. out. Yeah, Car- Courtney snuck out. She sneaks into the house. And then, like, Drilly Man is there, so she hides under the couch. Um, And then the coach, the basketball coach, comes over, and I'm like, Courtney, you got to warn the basketball coach that, like, there's a scary killer. Because he moves the pizza guy and hides under the pizza guy's blanket. 
always like that, and he's got this kind of be bemused look on his uh-huh. face. He's like, he's like I am so slick. Back. Yeah, it's like this is gonna be funny. Yeah, yeah, but she helped. She finally yeah. reached out and grabbed him. But... She did, but I was just sort of like, you could have saved the coach. She was a nice lady. She was a nice lady. She was a nice lady, and she supported Speedos. And and Courtney could have grabbed the drill too. When there's he... a lot of that. There's always a lot. Put your dick away, Bradford. Seriously, He's waving his penis around at me while I'm podcasting. <laughs> this is the kind of things I have to work with every single day. <laughs> this is my life, kids. Uh, Courtney actually had one of my favorite lines. And as I wrote, it's much earlier. She was looking out at the other house, and Valerie's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "I don't know what's going on over there. It's dark now, but I heard screaming before." <laughs> and then, and then she goes, and she goes, "Well, it's quiet now." And Courtney goes, "Do you think they're doing something funky over there?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They are getting down and getting funky. Yeah, they screamed and they turned off the light, banging and the lights. Yes, they're doing something funky. Mm-hmm. Um, Courtney's kind of, she's kind of, she's cor- she's creepy comic relief, but she's comic relief. Uh, girls fighting. Oh uh, yeah, girls fighting novel for da, 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 da. nobody here screaming. Oh yeah, and then we're getting into the final chase thing. There's the two girls left, the blonde girl and and Trish. They're in Trish's bedroom. They barricaded themselves in, and they think they're safe. But meanwhile, the guy has snuck in the window and is coming up behind them. <laughs> And he oh, tiptoes up. Yeah. Tippy pause, tippy, tippy pause. He's like a ninja. And he kills the poor blonde girl. But again, they fought like hell. Yeah. yeah. Which I appreciate. And also, this was quick. I had a rewind to catch this because they, they for a split second, they had a close-up of a book that was on Trisha's nightstand. It was uh-huh. Ruby Fruit Jungle. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. So she was reading <laughs> Lesbian Erotica. <laughs> so it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. Uh, but yeah, they fight like hell. The poor blonde girl gets killed. But then Trish runs for it. And instead of running out of the house, she goes and hides in a closet. I'm going, if he's behind you, and like, you know you he's think- behind you, yeah. well, get out the damn house, lesbian. She saw yeah. the book. It reminded her of the conflicting feelings she's having. No, probably so she remembered she, she had the book, and she said, my parents come come home and find that book. <laughs> no, but then she went and hid in the closet. See, you get it? But she hid it in the, hid in the dress bag, and I thought that was pretty clever. That uh, was yeah, extremely that was clever. The... It was clever enough to outsmart um, the drill man. Drilly man. <laughs> Yes. Drilly McDrillenstein over there, yeah. <laughs> oh, um. So, but yeah. I did, I did and I do, okay, yeah. so Go. see the pool, right? There's that pool at Trisha's house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's going to end up full of blood one of these times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure enough. You're totally right. And I did appreciate the three girl gang up finale. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I'm like, oh, no, no final girl. It's final girls. I thought that was great. And that was also funny when poor Valerie was in the basement and she's trying to find a weapon. Oh, yeah. And she gets the circular saw and she's like, rah! And she runs up the stairs with it. Yes. Thank you that it has to be plugged in. Like, at least. Yes. That was so funny, <laughs> But the drill never does. Unless. That never dies. Each time he enters a room, he plug he plugs it there in. There you go. He's thoughtful that and way. And they just yeah. didn't show us that because, yeah. like, well, that's boring and obvious. Yes. Right, yes. Technical. It's technical boring things. Nobody cares about 
you know, electricity. The other thing I thought was funny, well, darkly funny, was when Courtney kept opening the fridge to get a beer. Yeah. And the dead Kim is in there. Oh, just, and the dead girl keeps like falling. Half, down. half sliding out, half sliding yeah. out. But it was the sound effect that was making me laugh at that, you know, that squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that wet, that wet on whatever that whatever that wet on metals that weren't. It was just <laughs> that poor girl. That poor girl. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, the other thing I thought was great. Valerie gives Courtney a makeover, and now she looks like a twelve-year-old hooker. <laughs> it was amazing. She does her hair, but she does, she's like, I can frizz it out like Brooke Shields. Yep. But instead, yeah. she puts in four hundred and fifty butterfly clips. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah, yeah. There was 450 were... butterfly clips in this small <laughs> lesbian's hair. <laughs> but at the end, it's it's a great end. And you know, um, that's interesting thing that you said, like the small lesbian, because there is a moment where Valerie says something like, you know, oh, ever since the fifth grade, like you've had boys like beating knocking. off. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you two were boys beating off sticks. boys. When you're 11, and, yeah. <laughs> and Courtney gets really upset about it. Like, she's like, yeah. I can't believe you said that. And she, like, runs away and hides because she's mad. And Chip Valley's like, I made it up. And Courtney says, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Which means it happened. But obviously, she's she's not into the, the boys who chase her, so. I guess not. Yeah. I guess not. Of course, the end is filled with a lot of don't drop the knife business. Like, stop yeah. dropping knives. Stop dropping weapons. Stop doing that. Yeah. And But, of course, the end is what most people catch up on catch on with the whole feminist thing because the guy's using a gigantic drill. Mm-hmm. And you really can't get more phallic. No, it than can't. This drill. And a lot of times when he's menacing some girl, the girl's lying on the floor and there's a shot through his legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the drill hanging down like a big spinning weenie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ride. I had to add um something. I don't know. You must I, I, call to ride the big swing. Big spinning. I lost it, but yeah. You did Come, kids, it. ride the big spinning weenie. And then Chris Hansen show, shows up and it's all over. I see. I see. And of course, in this big pool scene, what does Valerie do with her machete? Cuts off the tip cuts of his leg. Cuts off the yes. no, really. She cuts off the big spinning wing. <laughs> yeah. And then he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he just kind of stares at it. Like, he's like, that's the only weapon I know how to use. That's why yes. I've been dragging it around and that's plugging my favorite, it in everywhere. Cause it's, yeah, because it fits in my pocket because it's yeah. really convenient to carry this thing. Very <laughs> well, Nobody notices he, it. He does still have half a drill. I don't understand why. He doesn't just get But it's closer. a small drill now. Yeah. He just it doesn't stares, feel as stares at it. <sighs> yeah. No, I know I know all women say size doesn't matter. We all know that's a lie. But uh <laughs> it's a comfort everybody. He knows it, everybody knows it. But that scene where he was one of those few times he gets to talk, when I guess he was talking to Trish. Valerie yeah. Was, yeah. Was like, he, and he was like, a- You know you want it. You're gonna love it. That. I'm like, that is so gross. Yeah. And that then is he's so. Like, You're very pretty. Gross. I love you. It takes a lot of love to do this. That part didn't yeah. bother me as much because I don't know. That was like the rapey stuff. rape part. Like, mm-hmm. but then you know you want it. You're gonna love it. Thing was like that is nasty. You're a nasty yeah. bug-eyed creepy man yeah. with no backstory. Yeah, which is mostly fine. But he had some bug eyes. The yeah. other thing I don't like about the movie is that it literally just ends. 
Yeah, and also you can tell yeah. they were like, well, there's no hope for a sequel here. Oh, but there was. There was <laughs> the like sequel? There five sequels, yes. Oh, but with just other killers, I guess. All right, because yeah, I mean... The sequel, was... Okay, the sequel actually had the girl, I can't remember her name, but she's we used to be on Wings, the redhead from Wings. She's in it, and the... I, it's really odd. It's a mixture of Nightmare on Elm Street and a slasher movie because this guy, she keeps dreaming about a guy, a gu- like this guitar bebop guy whose guitar is also a giant drill. And then somebody shows up with a guitar that's a drill. And he'll sing a song in a guitar and then drill you with it. It's a really <laughs> fucked up he movie. Sings a song? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I need oh, to see my that. God. I have to slasher see this. It's, it's really fucked up. It's can't be fun. Um, but no, I, also this was kind of an early '80s thing. A lot of early '80s movies do this. They didn't feel the need for denouement. Mm-hmm. The yeah. story's done. It's done. Everybody's broken. We're all crying. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the credits roll. You do expect like a little something. I don't know, like her parents to come back from vacation or something. I don't know. Like, Trish. <laughs> Trish, we told you not no to have voice. a party. <laughs> There's a dead boy We're on gonna the We're going to have to clean up all this blood. Actually, both the scenes where the boys were killed, even though they were lame, I thought they were pretty effective, just with the ones banging on the door. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt. was a little sad. And, and uh, Valerie's watching the horror movie, and yeah. he's, like, screaming and Gosh, knocking. They're both the banging on the door. The movie. Yeah. yeah, that poor kid, that other poor kid, was just at the door, like, please open the door. And that guy's taking his time, too. He's just like, I'm going I've to make my drill. drill in somewhere. Okay, found an outlet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's going to the side of the house to find the the big outdoor outlet and Mm -hmm. stringing the extension cord, cord, cord behind him just saunters back over and says, "Okay, now I'm ready to kill you." Okay, so that was a slumber party massacre. I think I had more fun talking about it than I did watching it. I've seen it like three times now, so I'm actually starting to kind of like it. Uh, it's not without its lack of charms. I mean, I mean, it's got some yes. rough charm to it. Like those these yeah. really weird scenes really make me want to see the movie. It could have been. Yeah. yeah. And there's moments of snappy dialogue that you could tell somebody else wrote it. Somebody who could really write wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the whole the phone scene is very funny. Yeah. And there's some other lines in there that you don't normally get of these stupid characters, but I can't. I didn't write any of them down. Something funky going on over there. Oh, she had, yes. she had another great line. Courtney had another li- great line early on. She was like, "So it looks like there's some big doings going on next door." <laughs> some big, big well, doings. Big, big, doings. big doings. Robert, you know what I'm talking about. That's yeah, I do. Joke. There's um, there, uh, there's a movie called Prince of Darkness, uh, John Carpenter movie, and this uh, podcast another horror podcast called Drunken Zombie. They covered it once and they loved that this big black character came in at one point. He's like, hey, boss, there's big doings going on in the basement. And this character apparently doesn't have a name at any point. Nobody calls him a name, so they have dubbed him Big Doings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's his... Oh, I that's think, what they say? That's what I, they call, I want that's that to they, be like what is next to his name when the credits roll. That yeah, would well, be I mean, me. that would be his name. That would be great. But just, yeah. so, that's been a running joke. The hell, he'll, he gets referenced a lot. You know, all of a sudden, some big doings guy comes in and just makes something else <laughs> and leave. Yeah. So she was the big doings. She, she was she funky was big doings. Funky big doings. Who doesn't like some funky big doings? Especially on, on the spinny big weenie ride, whatever it was. Yes. Yeah, with the whole women's basketball team. With the whole team. The whole team. They're going to do terrible at nationals. 
I know. Oh, oh my god. Lord. They don't Isn't have a that... coach anymore. Oh, all now, their best players now... are dead. I mean, they still have Valerie. She was quite good. Yes. And Trish. And Trish. Yep. Nice layup, Valerie. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I think you really you didn't invite her because she beat you at gym. It wasn't even practice. It was gym class. So. Oh my god! Any of this anyway. Yeah, Diane's kind of saucy, but she's kind of a bitch. Like, she—they're like, Diane, did you lock the garage door? And she's like, I don't remember. Uh huh. And, and then they're like, not- Diane, don't drag the log across the carpet when you bring it in. What the first thing she did? She gets and she goes, boom, on the carpet. Yeah, she obviously doesn't like. Yeah, she's not like, oh, sorry, I'll go check whether I locked it or not. She's just like, I don't remember. <laughs> I just want to practice my blowjob skills. That's all I care yes. about. <laughs> practice makes perfect. Oh <laughs> well, Boo Boo will never know. Nope. I wonder Poor. if it says that. I wonder if it says that in the credits next to him, Boo Boo. Oh, it should. It should. I would want to put that on my resume. Uh. Uh. Okay. So. Um. All right, let's steal this game from the 42nd Street Drive-In podcast. Uh, high point, low point. Robert, our best. High point. Probably the chase in the school with Debbie Roshan. That's like the moment. I mean, that's like a classic slasher scene. If you mm-hmm. if if you just isolated that and show that someone is a scene mm-hmm. from the, this mo- movie, they'd probably get get the impression that it's a lot better than it actually is. Yes. Now, low point. How to think about that? Because even the cheesy, weird stuff, I still enjoyed. Oh. Okay. Oh, um, uh, I don't know. Let's say Diane and Boo Boo Boo. They're all who's Boo Boo. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> his his brother. Okay, Boo Boo Boo. Boo Boo Boo. Just that whole subplot, I didn't care at all about. Okay. Okay, so. fair enough. All right, Elena, same question. High point, low point. All right. Um, the high point is a tie for me between the butt-washing washing <laughs> shot because that was just fantastic. I don't know how many other movies are out there where you get to see someone actually, like, washing their butt. And <laughs> oh, then... Like, knuckle deep, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe she was looking for something up there. Oh, oh gross. <laughs> That sore is healed. Um, so that is a tie with the pizza eating over the dead body. That just cracked uh-huh. me up. It just it just killed me. I just thought it was super funny and like really out of place. But somehow I, it just made it funnier that it was just so out of place and yeah. weird. I just like I I really enjoyed that moment okay. quite a lot. Um, and then. The low point, I would just have to say, is, I mean, so there are all these red herrings, and, like, some of them, there are, like, deaths in between them, but there's a really long string of them in between. It's, like, after the girl gets killed at school until the next death. Yeah. They just keep going and going and going, and after a while, I was just, like, okay, like, I don't. Now I'm now I'm desensitized. Like, I wasn't faked out, and I don't really think it's funny, and I'm just, like, you know... 
like this game that you're playing where you're like trying to fake me out a hundred times is like ceased to work. So I was just sort of like, let's get to some killing. Um, okay. So. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so, so that Lena wants some blood. I mean, if we're watching a slasher movie, that's the whole point. You are correct. That's, that's what I expect. You are correct. Yeah. Why did I write girls cookie cutters? What does that mean? Oh, coochie cutters. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> If they're wearing cookie cutters, that would be a whole different thing. Yeah, it was now, like, my, I don't think they made any cookies. Yeah, my little point is just, there's that point that I said, like, where it starts to strain credibility, and it really hit his low point when Valerie and Courtney got over to the house, and it was just like, who's at what door? Oh, no, where's Courtney? Oh, wait, no, just Tristan. It was a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. and I was getting tired. I'm just like, And, like, nothing's happening. You're just like, okay. Is someone going to die? Are you going to get in the house? Yeah but, yeah, but yeah, exactly. And it was like, you need to get in the house now. Just get in the house. Just get in the house. And how come you just wander through the living room where two people just died and there's no blood? <laughs> that's that. true. But of course, that slasher movie staple. Um, You're right. Where were the bodies? I guess he drugged them out to that trunk or whatever it was he was using. Yeah, well, he threw the pizza guy down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Who actually disappeared, now that I think of it. He threw the pizza guy down the stairs while Valerie was oh. down there. And she's like, and she like sees it fall from the other side of the stairs and she's like, ew. Yeah, and it stopped oh. at, that, at that turn in the stairs, which is exactly where she fell when she had the, the drill, the, the saw. Right. And never know. Yes. Okay, continuity error. But you know what? It's okay because it was totally worth it for that stunt. Yes. That was <laughs> That's my favorite point. Yeah, when, that is my favorite part because that is exactly she, what like, I would do. With the circular she was saw, and so then. committed. Yeah. She was so committed yeah. to saving the day, and that's exactly what I would have done. Except I would have chopped off my own, you know, face <laughs> in the process. A, that's another one of those moments left over from the spoofiness. Yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. Okay, so I think that wraps it up. So, Elena Acker, what's going on with you? Are you in any shows? Doing anything? Are we going to see you on TV again? Um, Nothing of that sort coming up right now, but um, I am pleased to announce that Mother <gasps> Eve's Secret Garden of Sensual Sisterhood won the New Jersey Playwrights Competition. Yay, congratulations. Ooh, thank congratulations. you. So it's, it's a big deal for our writers and our um, – our lyricist and book writer and um, and music writer, Everybody. and yeah. also a big deal for the rest of us because you know we created our characters before Absolutely. the story was filled in. Um, and so there's going to be a production in New Jersey in June. Um, it's it's a ways out to get to. It's in like Wayne, New Jersey, but they have a big budget, um, nice. and. Um, They've had some other productions go on to off-Broadway or regional theater, and that would be really great for us. That's um, amazing. We'll see, because uh, it's a different production. Um, I may have the opportunity to be in it. I may not. Um, I hope that I will. But either way, it's another production of the show, and it's a show that um, has been a labor of love for almost three years at this point. So, yeah. um you know, every everything that happens with it is an exciting step forward. Yay. And uh, wow. we'll keep them posted on that because I have a lot of listeners in that area. And who knows? They've heard a lot about that show. They've heard a lot of the music. And they all love that pussy song. It's oh, a great song. Yeah. Who doesn't love the pussy song? Yeah. Did and you know, Robert, our best, that when, when they were promoting the show over the summer, that uh, 
uh, Elena here dressed up like a giant vagina and went out in the park and gave out sex advice? No, I did not know she that. She did. That in a vagina is- costume. Awesome. Yep, I was I was giving people sex quizzes um, on camera while wearing a giant vagina costume. So, I mean, no one can ever say that I'm not committed to my to my art because I ran around in a giant vagina costume, which I still yep. have in oh, case God. anyone needs like a vagina singing telegram or something. Well, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that story, when you first told me about it, was that she said, I said, so did you have a hard time finding the costume? She's like, actually, I was frightened by the incredible selections, the vast (laughs) numbers of styles of vaginas that I could wear out in public. (laughs) Yeah, there is a large number. How do you choose? Other accoutrement. You know, you could get like vagina-shaped pillows and necklaces and like, yeah. You could have all kinds of things. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I thought there would only be like one option, but <laughs> you know, just like vaginas in real life, there there's something. I'm in all shapes and sizes and textures. Yep. Okay, and Robert, our best. Where can we find you? And what are you? Where can we uh, check out your books? Um, you can go to robertrbest.com. I've got links to everything. Uh, my current thing that I've done is my zombie trilogy. The Memorial Trilogy. Essentially, it is um, three books of a young single mom and her two kids fighting their way through the zombie apocalypse. So if you like zombies and strong female leads, check it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Now, before you guys go, I have to bring an educational portion to the show, just because I feel the need to. I've been missing it in the past. So I'm instituting like a little mini quiz to my guests. Who? Yes. And okay, so I read this article in one of the uh, fag rags I picked up in the, you know, the bars about what telling goes on what's going on in gay life. And they had this whole article about new gay slang terms that you probably don't know. Oh so my I'm goodness. Gonna, so I'm gonna Uh-oh. ask you, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna give you each one. And you tell me what you think it is. And then I'll tell you what it is. You're probably not getting it. And if you do, I'll be really impressed and horrified. But that, that's part <laughs> of the fun. But I'm going to educate you and our listeners about these important things in our life. Okay, so, Elena Acker. Yes, sir. Do you know what bagpiping is? Um, you know, can you some... give me, like, multiple choice? You know what? I was just going to do that. Okay, I was just going to do that. Okay. Bagpiping. Fetish for people wearing Scottish attire. Fucking someone's armpit or cock and ball torture. I'm going to go with fucking someone's armpit. And that is correct. Backpiping is Woo-hoo! fucking someone's armpit. A, I have never heard this term. I have, and B, I have never heard of anyone doing this. Because I just read that and went, Why? <laughs> why would you do such a thing I don't know when there are so many other things that you could fuck there are so many other yeah. things, many other things many other things this is kind of hard now because I'm uh, mm. okay so alright where is it where is it where is it where is it, where is it, where is it? just a second but okay now, Robert I'm not going to give you multiple choice since you're a writer I just want to hear what you come up with Okay. From your vast imagination. If someone says that they're into figging, 
What does that mean? F-I-G-G-I-N-G. Figging. Um, well, they go out and they buy a bunch of fig newfins and they, they shove them up their butt. And their partner has to attempt to fuck them out of them. Faking. (laughs) That's exactly right. No, it's not. (laughs) Figging. Now, hold on to your hats because this is a mouthful and that is what she said. Figging. Sticking a butt plug made of carved raw ginger into your anus. Originally, from a practice used to make horses appear more sprightly and carry their tails higher. Carved raw ginger? In your butt. Wow, I thought it would involve figs for sure. I would think that, but apparently that is what it is called in the horse terms, because that is a thing that you do with show horses. You know, like Mitt Romney has. Oh yeah, my God! R- Mitt, Mitt Romney puts carved raw ginger into horses' butts. Mitt Romney's a figure. That. He's a figure, and he could have been our president. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, I hope we've all learned something here today. Definitely valuable information. Uh huh. So we so, so tomorrow, three times, Elena, you tell someone to go bagpipe themselves. I will. That and- would be only a contortionist could do that. <laughs> hey, I watch Dance Moms. I see what these girls can do. Anyway, that was weird. Because <laughs> they're 12. <laughs> now and and now, Robert, Robert yeah. you, you update your status to just... Robert, our best is figging. <laughs> now, I'm actually attempting to see, because I'm sitting cross-legged as it is, how close I can get my armpit to my, my crotch. <laughs> And do you do yoga? Because I feel like no. that would help. Yeah, no. It's not not close enough. Oh, well. Then Someday. I guess you can't so. go bagpipe yourself. <laughs> but still, we'll get comfortable. We'll be like, what? What? <laughs> anyway, thank you both for joining me. It has been delightful. It's been a wonderful way to kick off Women in Horror Month. Let's thank you for having me again. Yeah, thanks for having me again. You guys were electric together. You should all, like, get together and, I don't know, fake it. So thank you once again to my guests, world-famous actress Elena Acker and Robert Arbest, world-famous author. And since I'm high on painkillers, what better time for me to record a tirade? So let's go, right? That's what you pay for, right? Sure. Okay, here we go. All right, it's Women in Horror Month, right? Fabulous. It's a wonderful thing. So a lot of people are going to be covering this movie this month. It's a prime example. It's why I picked it to, to, as a fill-in. If they start with, The Slumber Party Massacre is an example of a feminist horror movie, I stop listening. Because I have heard way too many podcasts and way read way too many blog posts on the subject where that's where they start and that's as deep as they get. Because yes, it is a feminist horror movie, but you're only scratching the surface. If nothing else, for the fact that it was written by Rita Mae Brown. 
Rita Mae Brown was a feminist. Yes, if you go to the you know, her Wikipedia and read the first line, it says that she's a fem- uh, she's a feminist. You need to read a few paragraphs down. She's not just a feminist. She's a radical lesbian feminist. So by calling this movie just a feminist movie, you are straight washing all of the queer out of it. It is 2020. We're not doing that shit anymore. We're not tolerating that shit anymore. At least I'm not. I mean, yes, Rita Mae Brown was a feminist. Yes, she, 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 she was in an administrative position for the National Organization for Women. But the thing is, she resigned from that position because of your Betty Friedan's anti-gay remarks. And, and, and now was trying to distance itself from lesbians and stuff like that. She joined many other groups like the Gay Liberation Front. She was the founding member of something called the Furies, which was a separate lesbian feminist collective that, that said that heterosexuality was the root of all oppression. This is some serious, radical, feminist, lesbian stuff. And to just whitewash over that, to just straightwash over that is an insult. Because it's all there in the movie. You heard Robert and Elena and I discover all this and discover this and we discuss all this. And I'm sure we miss ton of it, tons of it. I can't speak. The Slumber Party Massacre came out in 1982. It's 2020. So maybe after 38 years, we can look at the movie and discuss it for what it is. I'm sure the whole reason that that rewrites were brought in and there were all these cuts made to the movie was because it was too lesbian. It was not marketable enough. So it got straight washed back in 1982 and it's still being straight washed 38 years later and it's time to stop it. Call it for what it is. It is a radical lesbian feminist movie and love it for that. It adds so much depth to the movie. It adds so much other layers to the movie. Otherwise, you just get a straight up slasher. That's, you know, eh, whatever. Okay, it's a feminist thing, blah, blah. Curves the girls, yeah, whatever. No, 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 but there's so much more than that. Let its depth resonate within you and accept it for what it is. And of course, I'm yelling at the wrong people because you know this already. You know this already. But in this era where we're so desperate to find represent, proper representation and respectful representation, here we have it. There's an early example of it in a genre where you don't normally find it. Celebrate that. Celebrate that. Because if you don't, you're not only doing the movie a disservice, you're doing the people who made the movie a disservice, and you're doing Women in Horror Month a disservice. Because it's all part of it. It's all part of being a woman, says the man. Says the, says the mansplainer of, you know what? I'm, t- oh gosh. I tried, you guys. I tried. I'm exhausted. Huh. Childbirth is hard. All right, I'm going to have to wrap up episode 286 while I still have energy to do so. So, hey, next episode. I think since the votes are out, votes are coming in, to pick the next movie we're going to talk about for Women in Horror Month, we're just going to proceed forward. I'll come back to Jennifer's body another time. I just, I, I, I don't know where to fit it in right now, and I can't think straight, unfortunately, either. So just going forward is the clearest path for me right now. So the four choices that you have to pick from is Raw, the French film from 2017, directed by Julia Ducourneau. I probably massacred that. I'm sorry, Julia. Uh, Ravenous from 1999 by Antonia Bird, Chained from 2012 by Jessica Lynch, or The Hitchhiker from 1953 directed by Ida Lupino. Right now, The Hitchhiker is way in the lead. If you want me to talk about something else, one of these other four movies, you need to vote. But in order of vote, 
You need to be signed up for the mailing list, yo. So you need to go to this, the website, www.screamqueens.com. And of course, it's Queens with a Z. And sign up there. Use the pop-ups that come up or the, the form that's on the side. Either way, get your butt signed up. Get the information and vote, 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 vote. And don't come crying to me if you don't. And hey, if you want to send any get well wishes to me, you can do that by picking up your phone and dialing 917-720-2047 and leaving a voicemail. Or you can leave it in the notes for this episode. If you go to the website and scroll all the way down, there's a place where you can leave voice comments right there on the webpage. And nobody's used it yet, and I'm dying to use it. So please check that out as well. Uh, you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, Queens with a Z, like I just said, I'm on Facebook at Scream Queens or Hard Gets Gay. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens, and on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you really, really love the show and want to support the show in a new and fun kind of way, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com. And I know the latest episode of Damn You, Uncle Lewis is late for obvious reasons, but we'll be recording that this weekend, hopefully, Patreon folks, so that'll be getting out to you soon. We'll be talking about the episode Halloween, which is the one... Where Roby's hair finally gets to go a little bit crazy. And, of course, want to thank my sponsors, Captivate FM, the podcast hosts that make everything so absurdly easy. It's almost embarrassing. They are the disco dancing Jedi Knights of the podcast world. Use the link in the show notes and get a free trial over there. And, uh, of course, always to Squadcast. Even though this episode clearly was not episode uh, recorded with Squadcast because this episode is, you know, almost... Nine years old? My goodness. Uh, the, 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 the main... Uh, you know what I mean. Even though squad caps didn't exist at the time, I'm thanking them anyway because they do make everything fantastic. You always get beautiful tracks, easy to edit, gorgeous sound, fantabulous. Use the link in the show notes and get seven days free for you to play around on Squadcast, which is remote recordings for professional podcasters. Are you a professional podcaster? No, you don't have to be. You can just sound like one. And that's pretty darn cool, too. So, I really need to go lay down, you guys. This has taken everything out of me. I have to go tend to my new baby. It's a girl, by the way. I've named her Spike, for obvious reasons. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place, and never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule, fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby! Yeah! I birthed the lava rock out of my penis. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.